The federal opposition has labelled the government's COVID safe app an expensive dud, with health authorities yet to find a single case of COVID-19 using the tracing technology. This app cost the taxpayer $2 million, organised by the federal government, to help with contact tracing when someone's been diagnosed with the virus. I think around six point something or other million Australians have downloaded the app, but that's still nowhere near enough. So what's happening? Let's go to our federal politics discussion this afternoon with Liberal Senator for Queensland, James McGrath. James McGrath, how useful... Uh, is this COVID safe app? It seems to have dropped off the radar and the federal government seems to be quietly crab walking away from it. Are you? I, I don't think that's the case. Good afternoon, Steve. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, no, I don't think that's the case at all. Indeed, uh, Craig Hunt, as recently as, as yesterday, was encouraging people to, to download the app. And I would also uh, repeat that encouragement in terms of of, of having that um, app on, on your phone. The thing about the app is it's just one of the, the many tools that can be used to assist with, with contact tracing. Uh, the, you know, the health minister has said that it has been used in both Victoria and New South Wales and provides a, a form of, of additional support. Um, so, so just explain that example. to me, if you would, please, Senator, because mm. it has so far we're told the, the official position is it hasn't found any close contacts of a person with the virus who weren't identified manually. In other words, it's just as easy to identify without it as it is with it. So why do we have it? Well, well yeah, in terms of, for example, the, the Crossroads Hotel in uh, the outskirts of Sydney, um, if there were large numbers of people there who were in proximity to each other, and weren't known to each other, that's where it would assist. So what's happening, for example, at Crossroads is that because people, as they went in and um, you know, wrote their name down and their phone number and other contact details, they were able to be contacted by, by, by that way. Um, and if, if someone has said, and I think it may have come up um, either yesterday or today, said that they were at Crossroads and they have the app and they weren't contacted, well, in that case, you'd say, well, if you're aware of the situation and um, you haven't been contacted by the app, well, you certainly should go and get yourself tested. Uh, so it's not seen as the silver bullet, and, and the government has been very clear about that. It's just seen as one of the tools, especially where there is a, a, a mass outbreak, is where it was seen as providing support. James McGrath is Liberal Senator for Queensland. It's 19 minutes to five. This is ABC Radio Brisbane. Is the federal government still pushing the app? As because you still want to, you know, we're still nowhere near the required number of the Australian population to actually have it on their smartphones. And it seems to the to most people that I speak to that, uh, you know, sort of the advertising that the the request by the federal government to to download it onto your phone has dropped right off. Are you, is there still a campaign happening to get that thing on the phone? Is it? Well, my, my, my understanding is the case, and, and uh, my understanding is, you know, the health minister, as of yesterday, I swear I heard him say okay. that people should download the app, and uh, I, I would also encourage people to download the app. So yes, it is one of the issues. Is it on your phone? With it is on my on my phone, and it should be open right now. <laughs> um, but one of the issues we're facing with with coronavirus uh, is that there, I, I suppose there's a, a complacency that's come in with the flattening of, of the curve. And remember, and this goes back to first principles, 
with National Cabinet was the strategy to deal with coronavirus was not about eradicating it, but it was about flattening the curve. And there are a range of measures put in place from you know, closing down the economy to social distancing. And then there were also a range of measures in terms of how we can trace people when there will be um, clusters or eruptions, which was always um, the advice given to the Prime Minister and the National Cabinet, that, that what what we're seeing you know, at that pub in, in Sydney and elsewhere is this is not unusual. Until there is a, a vaccine for coronavirus, we're going to have these eruptions. So the app, um, the, the advice now that, that, um, that you should consider uh, wearing a face mask um, you know, in, in Victoria in, in certain instances when, you, when you're leaving the home, that's all part of, of dealing with this, this virus that has become the new normal f- for our economy. This is ABC Radio at 17 to 5. Senator McGrath, the federal government is releasing this week the second round of the $750 economic support payments. These are the ones that go to people who are on pensions and benefits and the like. An estimated 5 million Australians on low incomes are set to benefit from this money that will appear in their accounts sometime this week, James McGrath. What does the federal government want them to do with it? Do they want them to spend it immediately? Do they want to spend some and save it? What's the purpose of the of the second round of the economic support payment? Oh, the government would, would, would very much appreciate it if, if the money that is being put in people's bank accounts is, is spent. Uh, one of the, the issues we're facing is that the, the businesses and, and therefore uh, you know, jobs are, are very much under pressure at the moment because we are you know, going into a recession, if not already in a recession. And by the money going to these people's um, uh, bank accounts, we're encouraging you know, Queenslanders and Australians to go and spend it to help support businesses uh, stay alive during what is a very difficult time economically for them. There's, so will there be more? This is the second one. Is there going to be more? of? I, I, I don't know. I, I, let's, one thing I should say is that the Treasurer is... Uh, bringing down a, an economic statement next week in, in relation to, I suppose, what you could call the, the, the next phase of support for uh, the, the economy as we deal with coronavirus, that when the two uh, instalments, uh, if you want to call it that, were, were announced, it was always said there would only be two instalments. Uh, the government was, was very clear to say that, that JobKeeper would would finish in September. Um, however... But then updated that, didn't happened. it? Yeah, they say if it, on a well, needs basis it might be extended in certain areas depending on what the need that, is. That is, and it's something that, that I've pushed as a, as a backbencher in the government that I, I do think there will be the need for additional support to certain sectors, especially in Queensland, the tourism, the hospitality, uh, you, know, the, you know, pubs and restaurants, that, that, that I do think there will be the need for additional support going beyond September and the, the wording and, and, and how the government's approaching it is that you might see certain sectors given support as opposed to other sectors. You won't see a situation where, for example, Victoria gets support and Queensland doesn't, but you might see that you know one sector gets support across Australia and another sector doesn't. Because we, we, we cannot forget that the money that is being spent at the moment 
isn't money that's sitting in one of the cellars of, of the Reserve Bank. Uh, it's actually money that we've had to borrow from overseas. Yes. And at some point, we're going to have to repay this money back, notwithstanding how low interest rates are at the moment. My guest is Liberal Senator for Queensland, Senator James McGrath. This is ABC Radio. It's 14 to 5. So the economic statement next week, there's some uh, indication that the government is considering bringing forward income tax cuts. Uh, is that what's going to happen? Is that going to be announced? I, um, I would love to give you a, a, an inkling of what's going to happen next week, but um, I don't know, so it's always best to, to, to be upfront and honest. I would hope that, that, there are, that, that tax cuts are being brought forward. I, I think one of the best ways for us to support the economy going forward is for, for tax cuts to be brought forward and also for there to be a, a serious discussion on, on how red tape is holding back businesses. But I think that's something we're going to have to wait till next week to, to hear from the Treasurer. And then also we have the budget on, on the 6th of October where there'll be further clarity on, on the economic situation going forward. James McGrath, before I wrap it up, let me ask you a question without notice. What's your take or what's the Coalition's take on the newly released Palace Letters? Uh, I'm sure you've seen and heard the reporting on them today. Yes. They've been released after a High Court battle. They've now been released. What's the scuttlebutt amongst your side of politics about the implications of the letters? I don't think there's any implications of the letters. I think a lot of people got very terribly excited and thought that these letters were going to be the, the political equivalent of, of the smoking gun in, in the drawing room as part of an Agatha Christie who'd done it. These, these letters were, I suppose, what you would expect from uh, the Governor-General to, uh, uh, to Buckingham Palace in relation to the action or the, the non-action he was going to take. I, I, I think they're interesting um, from, a, from an historical perspective, but I don't think there's anything particularly new in them or particularly exciting. Um, I, I understand that some Labor politicians are getting a little bit frothy and saying this is another reason why we should have a republic. I mean, I think there are more, more other things we can be worrying about at the moment as opposed to who, whether it should be a republic or state a constitutional monarchy. But uh, as for an official position or unofficial position from the coalition, I, we really don't have one. This is, these are historical documents. Uh, we've, we've always maintained that the, the Governor-General was within uh, his rights to, to take the action that he did. And the subsequent election in 1975, when, when Malcolm Fraser won a landslide election, showed that most Australians agreed with his actions. What stood out to me was that it's very clear from the letters that John Kerr made the decision, not, not the Queen, not Her Majesty. In other words, Australia does have a head of state. It retains the Governor-General and the Queen wasn't, didn't know about it until after it had actually taken place, which is, from memory, what was said at the time. By yes, John Kerr. In other so, words, it's, he was telling the truth back then. <laughs> he, he was telling the truth, and, and I'm sure all those. You there? You there, James McGrath? Well, there's the joys of mobile phones for you. We'll have to leave it there. I don't know if you can hear us, James McGrath, but we've completely lost you. That was LMP Senator for Queensland, James McGrath.